Welcome back to American Billiard Radio. Today is Thursday, May 14th, and, well, while most of the world is stuck under quarantine right now, quarantine's starting to lift here in Arizona. Uh, pool rooms are opening up. They're not, they're not allowing packed houses, but we're starting to slowly get back to normal. I have not just been sitting around eating bonbons all day. Uh, I've been working on a few different projects, and I also uh, found a little movie for people to watch while they're stuck at home uh, waiting out the end of this pandemic. Personally, I've been working on, well, quick synopsis. I've been working with Jerry Breesath to help get his video out there. He had asked me to set up uh, a way for people to rent or buy his video online. So once I got that set up, I figured, well, I have the the resources now to put these videos up. So I've worked with some other people, uh, Diana Hoppy, Randy Gottlicker, Scott Lee, Jay Helfert. What you can do is you can go to poolondemand.net and you will find videos up there from those people. Also, Robin Dodson. Sorry, Robin. Uh, Robin was uh, a recent addition to the site. And I do have some more video that will be going up soon. Basically, it's a, a on-demand site where you can rent or buy uh, video content depending on how the provider of that content wants to do it, whether they want to allow you to buy it or, or just rent it. Uh, so poolondemand.net, it, it's something. Uh, that isn't the only thing I've been working on. I, I've been working on uh, version 5 of AZ Billiards. It's, uh, it's a slow process. I'm learning as I go, but I'm getting there, and hopefully we'll have something new to look at here uh, very soon. This week, I say week, that's kind of a, a rough usage. This episode, I have an interview with Nils Fyen. Uh, we talked to Nils a couple years ago when he won the World Pool Masters, but he's also not just sitting around while this is going on. He has created a an instructional course that is based on the mental side of the game. It looks very extensive, and he asked me if I would help him uh, get the word out about it, so of course... I sat down with Nils. Uh, I'll let him explain uh, this project and how it came about and what it's all about. So I give you Nils Fyen. Very proud now to be joined by, now this is quite a resume, 13-time Moscone Cup player. How many times did you, did, did you win the Moscone Cup? Good question, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I hardly ever watch back any of the matches because... Uh, I can be sometimes pretty self-critical when I watch my own games, or like I would I would say like impatient. So okay. I, I hardly watch them back. So I really have no clue how many times I won. It's got to be six, seven times. But if you ask Darren, he knows pretty much every statistic in the book. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and aside from that, uh, world nine ball champion, world straight pool champion, Nils Fyen. Nils, how uh, how's quarantine treating you? You know, Mike, it's been. Pretty good so far. I mean, uh, in Denmark, the numbers are really, really good. And that's because Denmark was one of the first European countries to really have a strict um, policy, I would say. They were very fast in Europe to do the lockdown. Uh, and therefore, 
things didn't spread out as quickly as you see in other countries. So uh, things have also started to open up pretty fast again. My kids have been in school for three weeks already, wow. which was, yeah, that was a pretty big step for us because, of course, the fear nowadays is uh, if a country starts opening up things again, they're afraid of wave number two. So we were also like, okay, why would we send our kids back to school and be like the guinea pigs? And then, um, well, we had some some pretty big discussions at, ho at home, like, uh, what are we going to do? And we said, if we wait now, it's not going to change like in a month. It's going to be the same thing. So uh, we took a chance. The school had some really strict uh, policies on how they were going to do it. They were splitting the kids up into two rooms. They were outside a lot. Um, they had separate playing areas. So a lot of positive signals that they had things under control. And uh, things have been going very well. And we've been uh, able to be outside. We've, of course, we were very lucky that it happened in springtime, like for the corona. I mean, of course, it's a terrible thing. But if you take in consideration if it would be in winter, then a lot of people would get even more depressed. And now at least a lot of people had the chance to go outside, uh, like into their garden or uh, stuff like that. So we've been outside a lot. Um, I've been working out a lot, doing a lot of cycling, you know, just uh, staying active, uh, not not keeping too much lockdown, sort of, so sort of to speak. And you have access to a table at home, right? Yeah, I have access to a table. So if, uh, if I want to hit balls, I can. But to be honest, since I came back from Vegas, I haven't hit one ball. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some people might might be extremely jealous and think that I'm totally crazy, but uh, it was just a uh, run of how things were going. I was so well prepared for my Vegas trip and all the, all the events that were going to lead up uh, towards, or like Vegas and then all the events after that, um, that it took a little bit of the air out of me, to be honest. I had uh, like two major events, then European Championships, Whirlpool Masters, and now the quarantine. And then it was like, I felt a little bit, okay, what's the use? You know, I just took, uh, I took a timeout. Um, and I put all my energy into making and finishing the course. So I've been working extremely hard the last weeks on, uh, on finishing the course. And I'm extremely excited that, um, that that's going to launch in like, what do we have, 37 hours? <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're taping this on Tuesday, and it won't actually be released until Thursday, so it'll be released by the time people hear this. Right, right, yeah. You know, before we get into the course, which is the main reason that we're talking today, um, you talk about Vegas. It was really looking like it was going to be a great 2020 for, you know, not just you, but for the game, you know, uh, the whole pro game. And, and the bottom just kind of fell out of it. You were one of the first players to to give up on Vegas. I mean, that's kind of a harsh way of putting it, but you know, you were one of the first players to head home when the whole thing hit, weren't you? Yes, that's totally correct. Um, to be honest, we had a Euro Tour event in Italy like two weeks before Vegas, and I remember we were out there on the day that the first the first Corona case was. Um, uh, was found. Uh, we were leaving at that day from Venice, 
And to be honest, I was I was pretty naive. It was like, ah, there's one case there. What's the big deal? And I wasn't really following the news all that much. Uh, we were just really preparing on all these big tournaments that were coming up. Then we get to Vegas and we start finding out more and more numbers from Italy, like uh, hundreds of people are getting uh, um, infected with the virus. People are, are starting to like pass away from this left and right, like a lot of really stressful signals. And I think in 48 to 72 hours, I was starting to really follow the news and it was just shocking how fast new uh, bizarre stories were coming out. I think every 30 minutes, it was, it was like numbers going up, uh, panic and distress uh, signals from Italy, like people, please stay home. And, and you're starting to realize like, uh, we're here with 5,000 pool players in one venue. Like what is happening here? And the event just got underway and I played my first match uh, actually against Mickey Krause from Denmark, so I could have played that match here around the corner. Uh, I went to bed that night, and at 1 o'clock in the morning, my hotel phone was ringing. And first I didn't realize what was going on because I was still jet-lagged. And after a while, I picked up the phone, and it was my dad. And he doesn't call for, like, no reason in the middle of the night. And... The major, some of the major decisions that I uh, that I've taken in my life were with consultancy of of him, like selling my house in Holland, um, making the decision to drop out of school when I was twenty, like night school, and trying to pursue a professional career, like major decisions. And he's calling me up, and he said, "Did you hear about Trump's statement that is?" Um, that there's going to be a lockdown from Saturday. And I said, yeah, I heard about it. My first reaction was actually, can you, can we talk about this tomorrow? Because <laughs> I was so jet lagged. And he's like, no, I want to talk to you now. So the thing was that my airline, SAS, put a statement on their website that uh, USA wasn't going to allow any flights coming into the USA, but SAS was also not going to fly out of the USA from that Saturday and now it was uh, Thursday. So I'm thinking, man, this is really getting out of hand. I might get stuck here. So uh, I wake up my roommate, Ifar Saris. We have a meeting with our um, coach at the time who was there, Hugo from Holland, from the Federation. So we have like this emergency meeting. We're calling back to Holland to talk with somebody else from the Federation. And bottom line, there was just so little information at that time that it came down to a point like, you have to kind of decide for yourself what, what you want to do. You might get stuck here. Um, you know, it's, it's like really a weird situation. And I thought after like two hours of debating, I said, okay, I have a family, I have two kids, I might get stuck here for two, three months. You never know. So I, I said, I'm, I'm going home. This is not looking good. It's not feeling good. Uh, we're here with 5,000 players. This thing is getting really serious. I'm going home. So I was the first to leave. And the day I got back home, there was a statement from the prime minister in Denmark saying that all people that lived in Denmark 
uh, had to come back home. Wow. How do, you say, how, how do you say that in English? They were summoned to return to their home country. Right. Yeah. So it was it was it was the right decision. Um, and then a few days later, they canceled the World Tembo. You were able to avoid the the fourteen day quarantine that a lot of people had to deal with around that time. Well, I kind of took it myself because I realized, like, um, I did all this traveling to come back from Vegas to home. I did three airplanes, uh, airports. Uh, I'm touching everything left and right, like airport uh, seats uh, or airplane seats, you name it. So I'm thinking, okay, uh, I might have something, you know. So I just took it upon myself, like, to not... uh, uh, not go shopping to the supermarket. I just stayed inside pretty much with the family and uh, see how things were going to turn out. And luckily, nothing happened. So. Well, and you're a healthy guy. Yeah, but so is Matt Edwards. And uh, he returned home and he found out he was infected. So it's just, it's a very random situation. Is Matt the only pro player that we know of that uh, was diagnosed? I believe so. I know that Christina Takach from Russia, she got back from the Euro Tour, and I'm not 100% sure. I don't think she was infected, but she had to stay in quarantine in the hospital there. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a pretty, pretty rough situation for her. She had to stay there, and uh, it didn't look too, too cozy. So I think she had a pretty rough time there in that hospital, but... Uh, off the top of my head, I think Matt was the only one that we've heard of that has gotten infected, yeah, and and recovered. And kind of changing subjects here for a second, you mentioned that when you were faced with the decision of coming home, you talked to the the Dutch coach that was there. Is that a, a common thing? Do, do most of the European countries have a coach that would go with the players to something like that? Um, not a lot of countries. I think you've seen it in the past, like uh, Lev for Russia. He's been there a lot of times. Uh, Johan, when he was still under contract for Russia, was with that group a lot of times. You've seen uh, Martin or Martin from Poland. He's traveled with those boys a lot. And because uh, in Holland we have a really good program and we're affiliated with the Olympic Committee, it is uh, kind of a rule that a uh, travel companion slash coach has to go along with the uh, men tournaments. So the last few years that has been uh, Hugo uh, from Duivenvoorde, the tall, uh, the tall boy, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, he's there to help us out and. Uh, uh, work out with us and uh, you know he takes care of the good atmosphere and tries to do what he can in a positive way you know I, I think of things from the American point of view and I can think of uh, an incident a few years ago when Earl had flown off to a, an international event and he had no idea what what the ride situation was supposed to be from the airport to the venue and ended up spending a fortune on a taxi cab. You guys don't have to worry about that sort of thing, do you? Well, I think uh, times have changed a little bit. You know, now with, uh, for example, the the Uber app, um, 
you know, there's there's more digital tools now to protect yourself than I think in those days. I've heard also those interviews with Earl. They were they were really entertaining. Where uh, I think he was also in Russia and he ended up in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> really, really entertaining Wild West stories. Um, no, we don't we don't really have to be worried about that as much anymore. I think. 20 years ago, it was still rougher than now, but now with all the technology, it's it's pretty much a no-brainer to get to, to your hotel. All right. Well, um, if, if there's any positive, specifically for you during this time, it's how much time you've been home and how much time you've been able to spend on this project. Tell everybody about this project. Yeah, you're right. That's the slash... Uh, only positive thing about the, the corona for me um, when the year started in January I had a vacation plan to Egypt with my uh, three ladies cat uh, and the girls and um, at that time I was fantasizing about making a course and of course when you're traveling competing preparing you don't really sit down and go through all the things you, you really want to put down on paper, right? So when that vacation started, I remember I was on the airplane and I had some time. You know, I didn't have to prepare for anything. And the thing just poured out of me. I had pen and paper and I wrote the entire outline of the whole course, which is three, uh, 33 videos and slides mixed up. And I wrote it down in a few hours. The thing just, I was just so ready for doing this, my system, that I, it just poured out of me. I had, it's actually, it's split up into four segments. The first segment is the foundation. So I wrote down as many things as I could think of about the mental foundation for a pool player. Then chapter number two is pre-match preparation. So all the things you can work on to get ready for your matches. Then chapter three is uh, mental match play. So that's all the potential traps and tilt situations in the match and how you can deal with those. Very exciting stuff. And then the last one is uh, post-match feedback. So you've played your matches. How do you analyze your matches? And don't sit in your, in your room ruminating for hours on end, but put a system in place where you can put down the steps that happened, <clears throat> learn from them in maybe 10, 15 minutes, and you can go on with your day. And all these things just came out of me. And of course, I had to fine tune a lot. But it, it was so exciting that like within a day and a half, pretty much, of, of uh, traveling and being there and writing, I had like a whole roadmap of like, all right, I'm really going to do this now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And of course, then there was no corona, but I already had the blueprint so now I'm trying to figure out the software, how I can do this. I'm trying to figure out how to start the videotaping, the slides, the technical side. But it's still costing me a lot of time, which I didn't have. And then I came home and I really said, okay, I'm going to start hammering this project. I'm going to do it. So I'm starting to chip away a few hours here per day and building it up when the kids uh, went back to school, I, I really started to uh, 
extend the time I put into it and really started finalizing the project. And um, then I could set a date of launch, and that's going to be uh, this Thursday. So it's extremely exciting. It's been five months, and it's probably it's probably the coolest thing I've I've made since uh, like I wrote since the uh, creation of my two daughters. <laughs> <laughs> now this is this is entirely focused on the mental side of the game. There's nothing about your stance or your stroke or aiming or anything like that. Um, what what level of play is expected of someone who's going to start this course? Well, basically, it's from it's for beginners uh, all the way up to professionals, um, but it's it's named the um, Mental Edge for competitive pool players, and I've named it uh, uh, that way because it the course, of course benefits you more if you're competing because if you're competing you're testing yourself and then you can more easily come into this loop of preparing testing analyzing feedback and going back to preparing for the next thing and if you're just playing by yourself at home you're never gonna really uh come into this mental challenge or this these these um um you're never going to get tested mentally, so to speak. So it helps to be a competitive player. That could be playing leagues once a week. It could be small-time gambling at your local club or at home. It could be playing major tournaments, excuse me, like professional traveling players. It's for everybody that loves to compete. So it's very, very broad. And there's, I mean, there's amazing content in there for everybody. For professionals, for, for the biggest elite players, until players that have just started to play for six months. And I noticed from looking over uh, some information that you had sent me ahead of time, there's also a 30-minute Skype session. What is that all about? Well, I put that in because there's content, of course, in there that people have never seen. And uh, like I said, the course is 33 videos and slides long, which is uh, very very complete and of course at the end of the ride which could take you a few weeks a few months depending on how fast you want to do it you're gonna of course reflect the whole course upon yourself and you're gonna have some questions obviously like how can I do this uh, I'm stuck on this how can I train that and that's why I put the 30 minutes Skype in there to help the player that bought the course so we can go over his personal situation and steer him in the right direction mentally and give him a better uh, perspective of what he can do and what he can work on. So it's a bonus of, uh, of steering into the right direction. And the way that you've got it broken down into into different sections where there's pre-match and there's, uh, you know, during the match and there's post-match, this doesn't strike me as the kind of thing where someone's just going to purchase it. It looks like it's, what, about two hours long? Uh, I think it's about two and a half to three hours of videos and slides. But for someone to 
to effectively take advantage of everything that's there, it's not the kind of thing that they just sit down on a Friday afternoon while they're in quarantine and spend three hours watching it and think that their game's going to go up two or three balls. This is a, this is more of a, you know, you you read or or you watch this part of the video and then you you take that with you to the match and then you you have stuff that you concentrate on there and then you you summarize it all afterwards so it's not your typical well for a number of reasons uh instructional content no it's really a course and and uh i wouldn't recommend to go over it in like one session i think the the biggest adventure for this course is to take a little piece at a time and build up this big, big, strong foundation for your mental game. That's why I started with the foundation. You know, things like creating mental space, picking up perhaps meditation or basic strategies to create more mental space so you can focus better, relax better. All these little steps you can put together in your uh, foundation to build a stronger house. And then you go take that to your uh, matches and you start finding out where you can fine tune, what you can improve on, what areas you're struggling with, coming up with inject logics. It's it's extremely powerful stuff. And I've this is like from 20 years, over 20 years of professional experience, personal experience. And um, I was just ready to put it out there. I've been taking classes for years, reading books, and it's really exciting to share all this stuff now with uh, with other pool players. And like you say, I, I wouldn't recommend to like just blast through it and then think you're going to be better. You have to take it maybe one, two, three lessons at a time and start working with that stuff. Find out what works for you. Maybe you want to do visualization or maybe you want to do meditation Start working on that for a few days or a few weeks and start seeing the results. You cannot cramp everything together at once, then it's too overwhelming. But at the same time, you can also go through the course and pick out a few videos that you think, hey, that's me, that's me, that's me, while you're also working on the foundation. So there's multiple ways you can do it, but not too fast. <laughs> you can't cramp <laughs> You can't do it. Why do you think, you know, you, you were talking about having read a lot of stuff, and, and there's a ton of instructional stuff out there, but there really is very little like this out there. Why do you think it's taken so long for for something like this to get done? Yeah, that's that's the question I asked myself in January when I started this. Uh, and it, I think... I felt deeply that the time was right to come up with this course at this time because there's a lot of digital tools, there's a lot of information out there, but it's mostly at the table. And if you ask any player out there, hey, uh, how much of a percentage is the mental game? They're all going to say, oh, yeah, it's going to be 80%, 90%. And I, it's just, it's it baffles me that people say this, which I understand, but they don't. They don't train it. They don't train that side of the game. So I'm thinking this has to be because people don't know where to start. They don't have the tools. Uh, 
they don't know uh, how much to train it, where to begin, and then it becomes this really gray area, and like uh, it's it's a little bit like uh, I'd rather not go there. You know what I mean? And I feel it takes somebody that's been through all this and that's had the experience and went through all these steps and all these years that can show you a roadmap of something that actually works and then you feel more comfortable with taking this road. And I just felt like uh, like now was my time. If, if, if you would have asked me this 15 years ago, I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for this. I'm in the middle of uh, going here, there, there. But I felt I'm 43 now. I've been a pro for almost 25 years and I've, I've seen a lot. I've played everybody on the planet in every event possible. I've had great success, great failure. So I've been through it all. And I think that's what it takes for you as, a, as a, an upcoming player, as a new player. You need somebody that's been through all of that to guide you on this adventure. That's why I did it. Now, just to clarify something real quick, when we talked a couple of years ago after you had won uh, World Pool Masters, I know you had had concern at that time about some physical aspects of your game that weren't where you wanted them to be. Now, this isn't any kind of a, a transition away from being a pro player into being an instructor, is it? <laughs> No, no. The the uh, the elbow situation was, of course, uh, very unfortunate, and uh, you know that wasn't that wasn't really my fault. I, I had a, a mild to slightly severe tennis elbow, but I was still playing pool. I got fifth at the Euro Tour with it, and I said at that time, "Hey, my break is hurting. When I'm shaking hands, it's hurting. I'm gonna see a physio." That's how it all started, and. That physio made it worse within three days. He gave me exercises that were so hard that within three days, I wasn't able to hold my cue in my hand. I had to literally drop it on the floor. And from that point on, I was in deep, deep trouble. I couldn't brush my teeth. I couldn't eat with a fork or spoon anymore. I had an extremely uh, severe tennis elbow. And from there on, I went into this... Uh, uh, this 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 process of trying to recover and of course the first six weeks I had to drop every event then I took the cortisol injection which uh, allowed me to play for six weeks but that doesn't do anything in the end you, it just comes back uh, and then I had to take the 10 weeks full stop that was of course the full recovery uh, process uh, which led me to uh, winning the world pool masters which was of course amazing but after that, in the summer, the, um, the elbow was fully recovered, and I've had, uh, I didn't have a problem with it uh, since, or I haven't had a problem with it since. So physically, I've been uh, in top form. I'm biking uh, 30 to 50 miles uh, every other day and doing exercises, so that's no problem. So it's not a uh, transition out of physical harm, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it's more a thing uh, that if you get a little bit older, like I'm 43 now, and you feel uh, you've been on a certain road for a very long time, and that road gives you a lot of insight, 
and uh, a lot of information that you can share with other people. If, if you if you just walk onto this road for a year or two, that's not going to be the case. But if you do it for 20, 25 years, uh, you have a lot of war stories and a lot of experience. So that's why the time was right. Well, I mean, from what I've seen from the curriculum, I, I definitely think the time is right. You know, I, as much as 2020 has been a letdown with everything that is is coming up in the game and that has been postponed, but, you know, I really do think we've got some great uh, times ahead of us for the pro game. And, and you know, like we've said, this this kind of stuff isn't out there. It, I'm excited about taking a look at it because I'm seeing just from the different sections of it things that immediately jump out at me as problems I have in my game, and I'm just a ball banger. <laughs> yeah, but that's great. I mean, that's that's uh, the cool thing about the curriculum. You, it, you, the topics that are there can have a, an impact on your personal game right away. Like you think, oh, like that kind of tilt, I have that. Or like mistake tilt, or bad luck tilt, or or you're interested in uh, meditating, or uh, you want to take a look at uh, post-match feedback loops, uh, or the book list, and, and all that stuff. It's it's very very personal, very quick, and that's the cool thing about it. Okay, and it's a combination of video and slides. You said it's uh, two and a half, three hours long. Yeah, approximately. And in the free course that I made, uh, that was six lectures and two of them were video. And I felt it would be uh, more interesting to ramp up the videos a little bit. So it's at least 50% video and 50% slides uh, for the main course. And then on top of that, there's another workbook like in the free course. And then I've added uh, quick learn guides after every chapter. And then there's the 30-minute Skype session. And then I think also extremely important is that I invested in uh, making subtitles in three languages for all the videos and slides. And those will be in Spanish, German, and Chinese. So for people that are not so sufficient with English, they have a really good opportunity to just take the course and read along while I'm talking in English, and they can follow it in their native language. So that's a big, big plus. Okay, and it comes out, again, we're recording this on Tuesday, but it'll be released on Thursday. So it's coming out today as far as people who are listening to this? Correct. And people can get more information where? Uh, the link will be out to the sales page on all, all my social media platforms. So Instagram, Facebook, and uh, there's links in all those posts, plus in the mail campaign that I started that was through the uh, free course. Uh, those people will get uh, really nice emails with information, and all the links are also there. And you can go directly to the TerminatorCollege.com. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it sounds exciting. Um, I'm interested in seeing uh, everything that's out there. I wish you all the luck in the world with it. And hopefully you'll be able to get back to the States and get back to uh, winning tournaments here pretty soon. 
Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, Mike. I've, I'm I'm glad that I could pull off this project. It's, it's very cool to do. And, of course, I'm, I want to get back to the game as soon as possible now. And um, I hope I can start playing tournaments again. And it's all a matter now, I think, of, of yeah, waiting for the vaccine and borders to open up, airports to open up, and then the airlines have to uh, give the go-ahead. <clears throat> and then we can start booking flights again and playing tournaments. So I think it will be another, yeah, three to five, six months maybe. Uh, but uh, we just have to be patient and just work on our game and uh, just enjoy the game, you know, start in your own country and uh, hopefully we can start traveling by the end of the year. Sounds good. I appreciate you taking some time and uh, it, it looks like a, a great project. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you soon about uh, how people are, are seeing it. Cool. Thank you very much for your time and uh, an interview, Mike. I really appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. That was Nils. Uh, the link is in the show notes. I hope everybody gets a chance to go out and, and check out at least the the free plan that he has and get all the information about the other plan. It looks very interesting. I think, you know, this isn't just, hey, I'm going to give this a, a cursory look and maybe I'll see something to to help my game a little bit. This this is serious. You know, it looks like you've really got to uh, dig deep to, to learn what he's putting out there. But the link is in the show notes. Check it out. I appreciate the time that Nils gave me. This was American Billiard Radio, and Dave, we are thinking about you.